Welcome to The Gaggle, an AZ Central podcast where we chat with reporters, experts, and special guests to keep you fully informed on the state's political news. I'm your host, Yvonne Winget Sanchez. I cover national politics for the Arizona Republic. And I'm Ron Hansen, also a national reporter for the Republic. In today's episode, we're talking about how a political action committee, otherwise known as a PAC, is making moves in Arizona to re-elect President Donald Trump in 2020. We'll talk with the man leading this effort and how the organization might be trying to target you. Yvonne, give us the background on the current Trump campaign in Arizona. Sure. So national figures from Trump's uh, re-election campaign and the Republican National Committee, which essentially is uh, an arm of the campaign, have been flying in and out of Arizona. They've been gathering data. They've been holding strategy sessions. They're really trying to get their hands around the different dynamics that are in play in 2020. I think there is a sentiment that perhaps they weren't as aggressive as they should have been in 2018 when uh, Martha McSally, a Republican who was running for the Senate and then lost, uh, she was on the ballot. Trump did spend quite a bit of time here in 18. He did win the state in 16, but by just 3.5 percentage points. So Republicans and Trump's campaign don't really want to take the state for granted, especially given McSally's loss in 2018. They are spending quite a bit of time here. And the organizations that have um, a lot invested in the president as well, these outside groups, are planning on sinking quite a bit of money into the state to try to get voters off their couches. So they are targeting 142,000 Arizonans who are not registered to vote to try to convince them that they should not just register to vote, but that they should show up on election day or vote by mail to vote for Donald Trump. So the Committee to Defend the President, which is one of these outside groups, is using very sophisticated data to search Uh, reams and reams of information for people who have not voted, but people who uh, might lean towards Trump. They view these people as very critical to winning Arizona and other battleground states. And this is a clear effort to try to not necessarily change the dynamic of the people who are already voting, but to expand the number of Republicans uh, who, you know, might cast the vote for Trump. On November 12th, we interviewed Ted Harvey. He's a former state Colorado lawmaker, and he's now the chairman of the Committee to Defend the President. That's a political action committee that's dedicated to President Trump's re-election campaign and his agenda. We wanted to hear from him directly about why they've chosen Arizona as a state to really target these non-voters. This interview has been lightly edited for time. Well, first, can you give us a sense of what the uh, committee is doing here in Arizona and why? Well, um, we, obviously our committee is the committee to defend the president. So we are doing everything we can in every email, every advertisement, every, every um, text message that we send out. We are trying to defend the president against the, the Democrats against the media and their continual attacks against the president. In addition to that, our goal is to push the Trump agenda through Congress. 
and to help elect um, allies to the U.S. House and to um, the U.S. Senate. So we are engaged in, in races all across the country to help do that. But it, with the 2020 election coming up, um, we have to make sure that the president wins the seats that he, the states that he won in, in 2016, and hopefully expand that map um, in, in 2020. And so we are spending a lot of time and energy in Arizona uh, to make sure that the, the president holds Arizona. And, and probably the most important thing we are doing at this point in the campaign is trying to identify as many Trump supporters as we can and mobilize them, but also at the same time find out if they are registered to vote and if they're not registered to vote, um, direct them to the Secretary of State's website and get them to register to vote so that come Election Day 2020 we can mobilize all the Trump supporters and get them out to vote for the president. So, Ted, talk a bit about how your message is tailored for Arizona prospects for your organization. Is What is it that is different in, in your messaging to Arizona, if at all, from other places where you're working? Well, I think that the um, it is different state by state, um, but certainly the economy is an important issue. And, and so we are going to continue to pump the, all of the great things that the president is doing for the U.S. economy and, and American workers. Um, but certainly in Arizona, the, the immigration issue is a huge issue for voters in, in Arizona. And we uh, are messaging to people who are, are passionate about that issue. Um, but, but at the same time, we are there are Trump supporters out there. We know who they are. We are identifying them, and, and we are... Um, using our data scientists is what they are called that are able to identify these people that are already Trump supporters and we're going to mobilize them. So let's talk a little bit about the the data mining and the data science uh, that you guys are putting into this effort. How, what, what type of information are you using to target uh, these voters, can you can you give us a sense? Or these non-voters, I guess I should I should call them. Right, right exactly. Um, well, we we send out a lot of emails every day, um, millions of emails every day, um, identifying Trump supporters all across the country. Um, we we buy lists of people who um, who go to different websites, sign up for different websites that are members of different associations that, um, that are conservative organizations that would um, tend to tell you that they are Trump supporters. We send them emails. We advertise on Facebook. We advertise on Google. They self-identify themselves to us and, and sign up for our organization. Um, and they, they um, not only contribute, and, and help us that way, but they also um, give us their contact information. So when we do need to mobilize them, we have their information and we're able to reach out to them directly. So there's a lot of different ways that we are able to 
reach those individuals and provide them an opportunity to join our efforts and self-identify themselves as Trump supporters. And then once we have that information, then we are able to bump it up against the voter file. And if they're not registered to vote, then we do a, a very focused and, and concerted effort to um, encourage them to, to vote for to, to register to vote so that they can vote for the president. Ted, we've talked to uh, Democrats and and to others who are suggesting that these are low propensity uh, voters. That it's a lot of effort to try and bring people on board who don't participate normally. Democrats are pursuing their own uh, set of vo- prospective voters, and it's a larger number than what you're uh, pursuing. Talk about how you settled on the number that you have and, and how effective you think that this messaging will ultimately be. Well, they are, they are correct. These are low propensity voters. They haven't voted in the past because they're not registered to vote. And, and that's why this is a unique situation. The, the, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, they are mobilizing likely voters. Um, that costs a lot of money to spend on um, network TV and bulk direct mail and, and um, mobilizing the already registered voters. But it is it, we are very, very sophisticated in the way that we do our, our data mining, the way that we are able to mobilize um, support for the president. And we are able to do it on a much lower cost, obviously, doing it through um, social media and email than it is to buy network broadcast TV. And, and so it is a niche area where we have proven in the past that we're able to make a significant difference. If you look at the Tennessee U.S. Senate race in the 2018 elections where Marsh Blackburn was running against a, a moderate, very um, successful former governor, Democrat governor, um, we were able to identify 360,000 uh, Trump supporters who typically vote in presidential elections but don't vote in off-year elections. And we were able to directly focus on that universe and we ran a full-fledged campaign on the ground. We, got, we had people knocking on the doors. We sent mail to them. We uh, did social media. And we were able to get 80,000 of that universe out to vote in, in that U.S. Senate race. And I believe we had a significant difference, made a significant difference in that U.S. Senate race. And so we've had very great success in that very specific focused um, campaign in, in Tennessee, and we're just going to utilize everything we learned in that race and translate it into um, getting people registered to vote in, in Arizona. Before we let you go, can you explain why you and the committee have chosen to uh, put your put your efforts into Arizona? Well, um, a lot of reasons, but probably the most important reason is that the the state is um, not a huge state like Florida or Texas or Michigan that are swing states that the, the president has to win, we can make a huge impact um, in, a, in a state the size of Arizona. And an organization like ours where we have hundreds of thousands of donors, but their average contribution is $50 probably, um, that adds up, but not like it would if you were 
um, the, the Trump campaign that's getting hundreds of thousands of dollars of individuals donating, donating to their PAC. Um, so we're able to, with our small donors, being able to make a huge difference in a state the size of Arizona and make sure that Arizona stays red for the president in 2020 because um, every, every vote matters. Um, every electoral vote matters, and we are doing everything we can to make sure that the president is successful in, in holding those states that he won in 2016. Very good. Well, Ted, thank you so much for your time and, and going through all this with us, and, and we'll keep up to date with what you guys do throughout the uh, cycle. Well, you're great. Thank you for taking interest in what we're doing. We appreciate it. You guys, God bless, and have a great day. Take care. All right, Ron, let's dive into some afterthoughts. You and I have been talking quite a bit recently about the importance or maybe the insignificance of uh, some of these non-voters and uh, how the different candidates and ballot initiatives uh, may be targeting them. Could they make or break the uh, election for the president and the Senate uh, and any other candidate here in Arizona? Well, these guys certainly think they could. It's It remains to be seen how much you can really stir people who aren't already sort of politically conscious and active in 2019 and heading into 2020. Uh, let's be honest, however you view the president or contemporary politics, if you care a little, you're probably drawn in quite a bit. And the challenge that Ted's group and, and democratic efforts to match this on the other side is to really kind of get people into the game that aren't already paying attention. And and let's be honest, we all know those people who sort of tune it all out and don't want to hear anything about politics. They hate it. They they hate all sides and such. And so identifying who these people are that don't participate, but if they did, they might come down on your side, whether it's for the president or for the Democratic opponent is really sort of an, uh, you know, a tough trick, and it's going to be something that really could be critical in a state like Arizona where this could come down to uh, the last few thousand votes. This, this could be important. I think it's also important to note that the issue of non-voters, so these are people who are eligible to vote but don't vote, it's been deemed um, a crisis just because there's such a large number of them. A 2016 report from ASU's Morrison Institute uh, estimates that there's about 2.1 million people who are eligible to vote but didn't. Um, So this is going to be a group of people that not just Republicans but Democrats are going to be focusing intensely on as well. I think they seem to really be poo-pooing uh, the committee to reelect Donald Trump's uh, efforts here in Arizona. Um, but they're going to be launching the same kind of ground game, maybe in different geographical parts of the state. And you have to think that, I mean, their plan to victory relies on bringing these people into the fold, too. Right. So Democrats have been trying to do this as well, and they have a lot of um, untapped voters that they are eyeing in this election cycle. And they're trying to activate them with issues, yes, involving President Trump and and his unpopularity with people who are uh, democratic in nature. But they're also turning to other issues such as climate change. Um, And they are trying to get this group to become more energized and engaged. And it's still something that's 
a bit of a heavy lift. Again, those who care about this have already registered, they voted, and it was part of the story of 2018 is how successful Democrats were in finding and, and activating those people. But you have to wonder how much deeper can you reach to get people who you've already been pressing now for probably a few years. And it's incredibly expensive. I mean, that's not going to be money's not going to be an issue for Republicans. They have so much of it. But, you know, what's the return on investment? Even when you go out and knock on doors and, you know, text people and reach them where they are, so few of them end up actually, you know, turning turning out to vote. So you talked to somebody about that very phenomenon. What what did he tell you? Sure. One expert uh, cited a study and he said that even when you reach people multiple times, uh, just 10%-ish would actually end up voting. That is an extremely low number for such uh, an intense uh, effort. One other really crazy thing is this whole notion of data mining, right? Like the amount of information that these campaigns and all of these groups have on us is astounding. You know, they know the types of products you're buying. They know uh, what magazines you're subscribing to. They might know if you have a fishing license or a gun license. Those might be cues, for example, that uh, you're pro-Second Amendment, or you're pro-wilderness, outdoorsy type, and uh, you might be more apt to vote for Trump. So you're going to be targeted uh, going going into 2020, no doubt by, if not this group, another one. So be prepared and we'll be following the groups as well. I think you can treat your Netflix habit as though Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi are on the couch with you. <laughs> on the couch with you. <laughs> That's it for today, Gaggle listeners. While we still have you, please don't forget to rate and review our show and share it with a friend. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Yvonne Winget. And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. Today's episode was edited and produced by Maritza Dominguez with oversight from Kayla White. Thanks so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. We'll see you next week.